September 14th, 2020. It is Monday. Thank you all for hanging in the extra day for me as I forgot my recording equipment at the office and didn't feel like going down to pick it up. So here we are, two days away from the uh, next uh, episode of Dynamite, uh, reviewing last week's episode of Dynamite, which, if I remember correctly, was all the way back on September 9th. Uh, So there was going to be some sports, some playoffs. Dynamite didn't know what day of the week it was going to take place this week. Between Wednesday and Thursday, it is confirmed that it will take place on Wednesday and once again go head-to-head with NXT. So over the past couple weeks, NXT and AEW have managed to find themselves on different nights. And what did we learn from that? Well, we learned that if these shows were to run on separate nights, they would get bigger viewerships. Period. I think that can kind of definitively be said now as they are both jockeying for, let's say, 600,000 to 800,000 on any given Wednesday running head to head. But with NXT being on Tuesday, you know, they're regularly hitting uh, 800,000. AEW unopposed on a Wednesday did over a million last week, thanks to the demo god Le Champion, Chris Jericho, of course. Uh, So it's without a doubt. These shows should not be running on the same night of the week for the for the good of all pro wrestling. Obviously, there are some people that watch both shows. Uh, and, you know, there's nothing to stop you from watching both shows if they take place on the same day. But from a, from a you know, healthiness of the business point of view, more eyes on your product means a lot. And, like, the, the bigger conversation to have here is uh, Hunter is associated, uh, Paul Levesque, uh, is associated with, with NXT. Whereas Vince is associated with the two other shows. Uh, Vince is, is not a young man. Vince's mother is still alive uh, and, and is very old. Vince McMahon could live to be 150 years old. He could be the, the person Rob Lowe was referring to in Parks and Rec as the, uh, the first man to uh, live to 150. has already been born. And it's Vince McMahon. He'll be taking headbutts the hard way uh, at 130 years old on a SmackDown someday. But uh, w- when he goes, who is left to take his place? And, and if it's... If it's Triple H, he's been running a second, uh, you know, second banana wrestling show on Wednesday nights, losing to AEW week after week. Not a good look. Uh, I think if if given the opportunity, each of these shows should be given the chance to flourish. I absolutely understand uh, from the business point of view why you are running head to head, why this is happening, where we are, where we're at. But man, um, you know, at a certain point you're admitting to them that they are competition uh and that makes them try harder and that's fine uh and if you want to do this head-to-head thing on wednesday again and again uh you know just know you're gonna get your ass handed to you you know 50 out of 52 weeks of the year and if that's okay with you if that's the optics you want for wwe and nxt versus aew then so be it there is a very real possibility in the next few weeks here with football kicking off that raw starts to see you know how much more can their numbers dip but you know we can get raw coming close to uh you know a third higher than what AEW. we could see raw at 1.4 million we could see raw at 1.2 million we could see all-time lows as we've already seen this year and and not just due to covid so curious to see where that goes but that's enough talk about ratings and that stuff for now uh just suffice it to say AEW did very very good for themselves this past wednesday and it was a very very good show i was kind of down on AEW. 
uh, the week previous as that Dynamite was just awful, the go-home one for, for All Out. And then the pay-per-view itself felt more like something that needed to happen versus something that I wanted to happen. The first COVID pay-per-view, uh, whenever that was back and wherever that was, uh, was really good. That felt like, uh, hey, we're, we're struggling with what we got here, but we still have some good storylines, we're still doing our thing, and here's the pay-per-view to pay that off. I loved it. Uh, but this most recent one just just didn't hit the mark for me, so I'm glad coming out of that. Not only do we have a, a monumental uh, dynamite in, in the ratings department, but the show itself was just front-to-back enjoyable and a good show. Uh, so let's talk about that. I will quickly mention uh, Jericho had Thunder Rosa on his podcast. And I, uh, if you don't listen to Jericho's podcast, and I don't necessarily recommend that you do, but he does do a lot of interviews with uh, with wrestling talent. And he is a good interviewer himself. He is perfectly fine. He does a good job. And he asks the right questions. And of course, he has an intimate knowledge of the fucking wrestling industry. Uh, so hearing him interview anyone... Uh, related to wrestling is is vastly interesting. He's a he's, he does a very good job of it. Thunder Rosa was his most recent. Uh, before that, Eddie Kingston was on there, etc. He's he's interviewed a lot of the people coming out of uh, WWE or from uh, from other companies. Uh, you know, th- there's no lines drawn. Anyone is a viable uh, guest on his podcast. So Thunder Rosa is going off, and uh, you know, learned a lot about a lot about here. There, I have one sticking point, so I'm going to call her out here on a podcast she'll never listen to. Uh, she talks about working in Japan. She talks about how women are treated in Japan, and yes, they are they are be- very much behind the times. Uh, it, more of a nuclear family kind of look at at women and their place in their society over there. It's it's come a long way from from where they were even a short time ago. Um, but but that's very you know women is you're still expected to to dress up wear skirts in certain uh, parts of of business and offices and stuff like that and all that kind of stuff. And she really starts going off. On, uh, on on kind of hating on Japan for that for that factor, which is all well and good. Uh, you know, anyone uh, if if you have uh, feminist ideals, yes, absolutely, we should be pointing a big finger at Japan and being like, hey, this this should be better. Um, at this point, it's twenty twenty. But it is from herself. You know, worked a lot in in, in Mexico and Lucha Underground and stuff like that. And you know, it's kind of a look in your own backyard thing. And I'm not saying any nation on this planet is doing everything they can or, or equality has been for some reason achieved here in the West. No, the, quite the fucking contrary. I'm saying it's all bad. Uh, but to have someone firsthand experience Mexico, a place where the, the fucking military goes, goes in shootouts in cities with the cartels regularly where your 14 year old goes for a walk and is never fucking seen again, you know, in that Bono way where like Bono comes over from Ireland and he's just like, why isn't the United States doing more? It's like, I don't fucking know Bono. Why isn't Ireland doing more? It's kind of that, uh, get, getting preachy. Siri's listening to me now, uh, and, and, and sending this presumably to Thunder Rosa. So yeah, uh, you know, criticize Japan all you want, but also to not then turn around and criticize, uh, the, the fucking nation of Mexico and, and, and everything uh, that's going on there with, with sex trafficking, trafficking and the cartel wars and drugs. And uh, it's scary shit uh, in Mexico, just in, in general. That's it. That's my only note. Let's get down to AW Dynamite. So as I mentioned, uh, lights up. Tony, uh, Tony Schiavone is in the parking lot. Two black Suburbans pull up face to face. This is a spot that could go very wrong when two cars are approaching each other and they're trying to stop nose to nose on camera on a mark or something like that. They did a good job here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that out. Well done. Tony Schiavone introduces Jericho and MJF as they step out of these Suburbans. Two guys who lost at the All Out pay-per-view just a few days ago. Jericho puts over MJF. He will one day win the championship. 
MJF returns the favor and the two men shake hands. In a split screen as they walk away, both men utter, what a loser. Fire up the AEW Dynamite theme. Here we go. September 10th. Is it September 10th or 9th? It is the 9th. I can't even write a good set of notes. For September 9th, Wednesday, Daly's Place, Jacksonville, Florida. JR welcomes us. A tag team match to start things off. Excalibur joins him. Tony is presumably running back from the parking lot here to join them. Lucha Brothers uh, versus the Jurassic Express. Great action out of the gate with Ray and Jungle Boy. Um, I want to see Ray Phoenix make his bed. You know when you're, you're making your bed and you try something? You either do something with the sheet or you yourself are laying on the bed. So you do a little hop so you can pull a sheet out from under you. I want to see Ray Phoenix doing that. I'm thinking the work rate of him just doing chores around the house is, uh, is something to behold. Be uh, Penta gets tagged in. Assisted splash on Jungle Boy in the center of the ring. Luchasaurus with a savage headbutt on uh, Penta as he's tagged in. Surprise near fall broken up by Ray. Lucha Bros roll to the outside. By the way, any match that has the Lucha Bros and Luchasaurus in it, by God, my notes become something else. Lucha Bros roll to the outside to regroup Butcher, Blade, and Eddie Kingston are standing by. That's why this did over a million views. You had Butcher and Blade in the first segment here. Penta and Luchasaurus square off. Penta does the glove spot where he takes off the glove, goes to slap a guy. Jungle Boy tagged back in, fires up on both Lucha Bros. Dives through the ropes on Ray. Penta tosses Jungle Boy over the ropes. Uh, ooh, let's actually load my whole notes here. <laughs> da, 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 da. Dives through the ropes on Ray. Penta tosses Jungle Boy over the ropes into Ray's waiting kick. Jungle Boy is kept isolated by the Lucha Bros. Gets in the hot tag to Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus grabs Ray from the top rope from an over-the-head chokeslam that looked pretty cool. Something like the Hulk would do. Penta breaks this up. Lucha Bros divide and conquer uh, uh, Jurassic Express with a stomp pile driver combo. Penta splashes on Luchasaurus. Near fall on Jungle Boy who barely kicks out. Ray sets him up for a destroyer as Penta climbs to the top rope. I believe this was. Uh, Jungle Boy with a slick move puts Ray in the way and Penta delivers the destroyer to his own partner. Jungle Boy with the pin. One, two, three. Jurassic Express wins. Ray and Penta are heated. Argue in the ring. Butcher and Blade are in to pull them apart. Ed Kingston on the mic goes off on all four men. Asks what happened the Battle Royale at All Out. There were five of them, yet they still managed to lose. He demands the Lucha Bros shake hands. Penta refuses at first, but the men eventually hug it out. Bitch. Eddie Kingston also mentions uh, he has was never eliminated from the Battle Royale as he went out between the top and middle rope and not over the top. He is still a legal man and has claim to Lance Archer's title shot. So you can do Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer to give, uh, give them both a shine prior to uh, that Moxley match is coming up in October. JR takes us through some of the all-out pay-per-view main event highlights. Tonight, TNT Championship match, Brody Lee versus Dustin Rhodes, Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss versus Jericho and Hagar, uh, Angelico uh, versus Orange Cassidy, Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero versus Tay Conti, uh, FTR Tag Team Championship celebration tonight, and we will hear from our recovering Matt Hardy. Jake the Snake and Lance Archer are in an alley in the rain. Uh, you know, kind of par for the course from these two guys. Jake's, Jake talks about getting wet or something, uh, which is a good follow-up to his busting a nut in the ring thing he talked about last week. Uh, this was like a 50-50 promo. Jake took the first half and Lance took the second half. Absolutely perfect. Uh, people's criticism of these two guys was that Jake was doing all the talking while Lance beat up jobbers, which, don't get me wrong, was entertaining and fine. Uh, but here we are. Uh, they call out Moxley, of course. Matt Hardy is here. Uh, he won the Broken Rules match at All Out, whether he was aware of it or not. Uh, puts over the crowd, uh, crowd in the stadium at home and at home. Mentions his scary fall at All Out. Knows it frightened a lot of people. Outpouring of love and support is mind-blowing. 
which is an interesting choice of words. After a myriad of tests, he's expected to make a 100% full recovery. He's a lucky man, points out his wife and baby in the crowd, apologizes again, tells everyone they showed how much fans care for the wrestlers and their well-being, apologizes further that the Broken Rules match wasn't as intended, and the feud with he and Sammy is over. I'm coming back to win matches, get ranked, and chase an AEW championship. The crowd chants Hardy and Elite Pro Wrestling is my love and passion. My journey isn't over. Huge babyface promo here for Matt Hardy, and he leaves. And Helico versus Orange Cassidy. They briefly show highlights of the Mimosa Mayhem match and Orange Cassidy's win over Chris Jericho this previous weekend. I completely forgot about hybrid, the Hybrid 2, but here's one half of them. Uh, actually, here's both of them. Uh, Jack Evans... Uh, uh, companies angelico to angelico 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 i'm going with angelico to the ring quick decisive match cassidy gets a pin here after the uh, match Santana ortiz jump cassidy in the ring best friends chuck taylor and trent arrive for the save chuck grabs a mic this has got to end next dynamite meet us in the parking lot trent says they can shove their best friend's apology up each of their asses they're coming to hurt them and they're going to make his mama proud so apparently they were supposed to be a parking lot brawl in AEW, like back before COVID hit between these two teams, and now uh, they're paying it off. They, they're able to do it. Parking lots are safe again. Nature is healing. Back from break, Alex Marvez is outside the Young Bucks' room. He knocks repeatedly. Eventually, the Bucks answer the door and super kick him. They appear uh, a little sore over the state of the uh, the elite, no doubt. We cut back to the, uh, oh, he's good. We cut back to the announcer desk after this. It's just like, oh, one of our announcers was just assaulted by the Young Bucks. Oh, well, they must be mad. That's fine. That's a fine thing to do if you're having a bad day at work. Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford come out to make their announcement. Kip says uh, he's been drowning in messages on social media, especially Twitch, over who will be the best man. All 500 pounds of puff comes out. Uh, Kip informs him he is not the best man. He puts over the best man as handsome and more. Throws to the stage again and Brian Pillman Jr. Jr. appears to deny COVID. Uh, I hope uh, I got your text. Kip informs him he said... You're the best, comma, man. Not you're the best man. We're not even friends. Now the real best man. Music hits. I'm the best. I'm the best man. Miro is all elite. The former Rusev appears. Ten years in the same house under the glass ceiling. Imaginary glass... Uh, under... Yeah, glass ceiling, imaginary brass ring. Shove it up your ass. He is the best man. Hypes his Twitch channel. A little tongue-in-cheek here with the, the news out of WWE, which they've managed to mostly quash at this point from one way or the other. If you follow any WWE talents on YouTube or Twitch, etc., uh, as I do, Kanachan TV, uh, Asuka's YouTube channel, definitely uh, no mention of her work as a pro wrestler at WWE or her wrestling name any longer. Weird. Uh, so yeah, they, they obviously, they needed something to be done. They wanted to make deals that are exclusive to WWE. But if all of their talent, uh, which is the the how you're getting this money, have gone off and done third-party deals under their, their name, uh, that's a problem. I don't see how it's still not a problem for them to have third-party deals if they are, if WWE is cutting a, you know. So if, if someone's got a deal with Mars Bar uh, and Snickers comes back around, because they love uh, advertising with with WWE. If they come in to sponsor something, what what then? You know, does that person get kicked off the show? Uh, who knows? I don't know. Uh, but anyways, they're taking a shot here at the Twitch thing. Both Kip and Miro. He is all elite, and this is about as good as you could ask for. Rusev, you know, he had a mouthpiece on WWE. He didn't talk a lot. He got over doing the Rusev Day thing. Uh, y you know, he's great. I love Rusev. Uh, I think he, as a wrestler, he's he's great. Um. 
Lots of grappling. Big guy. Wrestles in bare feet. Uh, has a lot of personality. Love Rusev. The now referred to as Miro. Uh, I'm curious to see what they do with this guy going forward. Uh, but I was always hoping of all, of everyone from WWE that this guy could come over because I always felt like he is capable of more. Anyways. Tony interviews Hangman Adam Page. How are you doing? Hangman mentions he's a bit sore. Tony asks again, no. How are you doing? Where did he touch you? Hangman says for 30 minutes, he couldn't hear a sound. Everyone was holding their breath waiting for them to lose the belts. If that's the way you want to put it, Hangman, sure. Uh, that's the reason why. We, we couldn't hear anything for 30 minutes. Reflects on Kenny's behavior, says this has uh, been their toughest test. Still wants to tag with Kenny and go on. So Hangman... We don't know the reason why... We haven't been told verbatim why Hangman Page did what he did to the Young Bucks and cost them the, the title shot. Uh, but it, it, he still wants to compete for the tag belt. So it, it brings into question that he, it's, there's some third-party source here that put him up to it, seemingly. And if it wasn't Kenny, it's going to make a whole lot less sense. But we'll, we'll see what happens here. Jake Hagar and Jericho versus Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela. Crowd sings Judas... Chris and Janela square off. So I, I should mention also the, the crowd, the sound, everything about this show was superior to last week. We say it again and again. Uh, the, the miking, the crowd sweetening, it makes a big difference. Or at least you notice it when it isn't there. If it's there one week and gone the next, you fucking feel it. Uh, and this was a good night for crowd sounds. <clears throat> Sonny and Joey uh, taking this bout pretty seriously. Frequent tags attacking Hagar on the apron and isolating Jericho. Joey introduces a chair to the match. Which has apparently been a no-DQ hardcore match this whole time. Hagar eventually tagged in. He and Sonny face off in the ring. Video lost for some seconds here. And now it's Joey in the ring being beaten by Hagar. Or something. Bit confusing. Inner Circle takes advantage here. Chris and Jake pull out uh, and set up a table at ringside. In the ring, uh, Joey sends Jericho into the chair. Set up on the turnbuckle. Hagar attempts a Hagar bomb onto Sonny. Who is uh, holding a trash can here. Coincidentally. Janela puts Hagar over the rope. Jericho recovers and the inner circle beats him down on the ramp. Hagar tosses Janela through the table at ringside. Sonny fires up. Takes on both uh, opponents back in the ring. Rolling elbow takes out Hagar. Sonny climbs to the top rope. Sprayed by a fire extinguisher wielded by Jericho. So much fun. The best part about being a pro wrestler is you get to use a fire extinguisher uh, way more than you, than you normally would as a civilian. Sunny falls. Hagar with a slam and a pin. One, two, three. Hagar and Jericho win this one. Jericho on the mic asks the crowd to give them some love. Inner Circle had a terrible night at All Out, but it's all in the past. Hagar and I are building up the, our wins in the tag division to impress the suits and get a shot at the championships. Hagar and Jericho are now a threat to the tag team uh, conference roster in AEW. MJF backstage with his team. He fires everyone in the room, berates Wardlow for his failure to toss the ring properly, calls him an illiterate oaf, asks Wardlow if there's a problem as Wardlow gets in his face. Tony uh, doesn't sign your checks. MJF does. He reminds him, uh, not in third person like that, this is how I read it, won't fire Wardlow. He sees something in him and is his only friend. That is, MJF is Wardlow's only friend, not the other way around, presumably. MJF's got friends. We just, we can't see them right now. Uh, but we'll put uh, him and his family on the street if he has to. Old uh, good good heel heat here. Babyface and Wardlow a little bit. It's a time for planning to get back on top where we belong, says MJF. Back from break, Moxley in a brick alley. Uh, there's no easy way to the AW Championship. You have to crawl through a mile of shit and climb a mountain on the other side. Right now, do you really want to bet against me? Another great babyface thing from Moxley. And guess what? They're rarely the same thing twice. 
you put this guy in an alley and just get him to talk, uh, regardless of his opponent, and he's going to come up with something a little bit new, a little something you haven't heard before, and it's great. FTR Championship Celebration. Uh, Tully is on the mic. Fear the Revelation talks about the heat on Saturday night, the literal heat uh, I have written here, as it was well with the humidity, well over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. All the AEW tag teams surround the ring. Uh, he puts over the, they put over their opponents and some of the tag division. Uh, yeah, so they're calling out like members of the tag division. They're like kind of putting them over while, while putting them down as, as to why they're not as great as they are yet. Next uh, next week, Jurassic Express has one shot at a championship qualifying match, I'm to understand. So Jurassic Express beat Lucha Bros. Jurassic Express needs to win against FDR, and then they have a championship match? Is that what I'm understanding? Um, but they don't think uh, they'll ever let a, a cosplay Tarzan and a dumbass dinosaur hold the, uh, the straps, as it were. Jungle Express enters the ring. They've heard enough. Cash informs them that this is not a fight. It's a celebration of tag team wrestling. He proposes a toast and jumps Luchasaurus, who grabs both men in a chokeslam. FTR quickly escapes to the outside. Uh, their cooler is dumped over the ring on top of them. Jurassic Express stands tall in the ring. Back from commercial, it's Taz joining the announce team. He recaps the events of the uh, Battle Royale, including Darby's bump in the body bag full of tacks. Darby's music plays and Ricky Starks appears on the ramp. Says he's dislocated his pinky and thumb with thumb, uh, got thumbtacks in his feet and can't skateboard with his friends. He whines. Ricky then breaks the Darby character. Says there's a reason nobody wants to tag with him. That he sits alone in the back. Ricky is relentless. And when Darby shows his face, he can expect an ass beating. Ricky's theme plays and he exits. Uh, Ricky Starks, very good on the microphone. I would like to see more of him in the wrestling ring. All right. Excalibur uh, gives us a uh, recap of the women's matches at All Out. Britt and Swole, Sheeta and Rosa. Nyla Rose versus Tia Conti is next, and Vicky Guerrero is here. Tia manages to get a near-fall roll-up. Nyla distracts the ref after throwing Tia outside the ring. Aloha, Nyla. Back from picture-in-picture. Picture. Breaking news from the AEW. The Bucks have been fined $5,000 each for the kick on Marvez. Cody has a big announcement after the show. Now, when you hear Cody has a big announcement after the show, the mind... It runs wild. Cody was last seen on TV being stretchered out and then tossed onto the floor like garbage by the Dark Order. Uh, this will be the first time we've seen Cody since the you know since then, since two weeks. Uh, the pay per view has gone by. What could po Cody possibly have to tell us? We'll talk more about that at the end. Beast Bomb puts a Tia away. One, two, three. Not much to say here. Vicky grabs the microphone and screams into it. Says they are not going anywhere. Nyla is about to continue beating Tia. Sheeta with a kendo stick arrives and forces them to retreat. Jr. interviews Kenny in the locker room. How, how, how have you processed this loss? Uh, Kenny responds, you win belts, you lose belts. Jr. says, uh, they didn't seem to be on the same page outside the ring. Or inside the ring. Uh, oh, no, sorry. I'm, I should just read what I've written here. JR says they didn't seem to be on the same page outside the ring, but have mostly worked good together in the ring. Kenny at a loss. He's the ace of the company. What's next for Kenny Omega? Asked JR. We have such a deep tag division. We had to dig deep to compete. What we learned, uh, what he learned about Hangman, he didn't like. If Hangman wants to keep the team alive or reconcile with the elite, that's on him. It's time for Kenny to return to singles action and give the people what they want. Not a straight-up heel turn for Kenny here, uh, but he uh, he seems to be done with tag team wrestling. All right. On October 14th, that is when we will see Moxley versus Lance Archer for the uh, AEW Championship. Next week, however, we can see best... Next week being two days from now, uh, Best Friends versus Santana and Ortiz in a parking lot brawl. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Ivelisse. 
FTR versus Jungle Express in a non-title matchup. Jericho and Hagar versus Private Party. MJF will be in action. Something I'm really looking forward to. Hangman Adam Page and Frank Kazarian. Hell yeah. Those two motherfuckers are just going to have a pro wrestling match. And that's awesome. Main event next. Speaking of pro wrestling matches. Dustin Rhodes versus Brody Lee for the TNT uh, title. Brody Lee, accompanied by John Silver, enters after the break. This is finally when you had John Silver. I don't know if this was intentional, but they fucking... Good job. So only John Silver comes in here. And I thought John Silver was Alex Reynolds. He's he's unmasked here. Now I've seen his face. I know he's the guy with the, the shorter arms. John Silver. Now I know who he is. Take the mask off and suddenly I'll remember his name. Dustin interrupts Justin Roberts uh, re-announcing with a sucker slap to Brody as Brody turns his uh, back on uh, on the challenger here. They brawl outside the ring, Dustin with uh, the seeming advantage. Back in the ring, Brody, uh, Brody gets an eye gouge in and takes advantage. Chop slaps. Uh, and then here we talk about what, what day will AEW be on next week. We know now it is Wednesday. Dustin Reigns uh, blows onto uh, Brody with a mounted top rope position. Brody returns the favor with some strong strikes of his own. Back from break, Dustin hits a textbook power slam. Announcers let us know... A huge Cody announcement is coming after the show. Do not miss it. Dustin with more offense, including a destroyer for a near fall. Hits a crossroads. Brody kicks out at two. Brody struggles to his feet. Desperately slams Dustin to the mat for a near fall. Dustin recovers in the corner. Sidestepping a big boot to send Brody over the ropes. Flips onto Brody from the apron. Both slide back into the ring. John Silver distracts the ref. Jumps into the ring and is power slammed by Dustin. Dustin also, I believe, gets like a bit of a, a low blow here on Brody. Which is kind of like Dustin's M.O. It's fine. He's scrappy. Scrappy babyface. Pile driver to Brody. Uh, Lee's. Yeah, Brody Lee's. Uh, hand on the bottom rope breaks the pin. Everyone stands up. The man exchange hits in the big hits in the center of the ring. Brody whiffs a kick. Dustin takes him down with a lariat. Near fall. Up again. Brody delivers multiple super kicks and a disc at lariat to uh, Dustin and pins him one, two, three. The entire Dark Order appears to celebrate his win. Brody kicks Cocabana out of the ring. Still mad at him from the weekend. Uh, Cabana, who I've written here as Kobaba, and Uno talk on the ramp. Brody kicks Dustin in the dick and poses into the camera with the title. Cody's big announcement is to follow. Great match. Uh, if you're looking for a, a dude fighting another dude pro wrestling match, this was it. This show was very varied and a lot of different stuff for a lot of different uh, people. What they're looking for in pro wrestling, uh, the storylines for for a show after a pay per view is great. Have a clear uh, you know idea of where most of this is going. Fantastic episode of AEW Dynamite. Now, Cody's big announcement. So, Cody comes out, you know, through some fog, and he's just like, hey, it's me, it's Cody. Check this shit out. And uh, what he's hyping is another show on TBS or TNT. Uh, she also mentioned that John Cena will be soon in the Turner. Uh, you know, he's going to have a parking spot, too, because he's getting a, uh, he, he's doing Wipeout. He's hosting Wipeout for TBS or something. They bought it off of ABC or something. Whatever the fuck. John Cena is one step closer to being all elite. Uh, so Cody hypes this show called The Go Big Show, which looks like a carny talent show. No singing, no dancing. Uh, it's a bunch of cars in a parking lot, and then your your panel of judges, which consists of like Cody, Rosario Dawson, someone else, and Snoop Dogg. And they're going to judge X-Factor style these carny talent shows. Like guys hanging things off of hooks from their eyes. Uh, you know, guys wrestling gators, doing, doing you know... Doing backflips and wheelchairs and shit. I don't know. Uh, so this is the first thing we see of Cody since uh, he was laid out by the Dark Order. He is hosting a show. Uh, this could have been better. Uh, I would have in some way 
had Cody returned to AEW before making this announcement that the first thing we see out of this guy, especially because it's mentioned on the show as like Cody's coming up. So you think it's wrestling related and it's fucking not at all. Uh, so good for Cody, I guess, and, and this show, which looks like a, a fucking tire fire in a good way. Um, Snoop Dogg. I think it's Snoop... Whatever. That's the show for this week. We'll be back again Wednesday, two days from now. Public Beta Podcast talking about Pokemon, amongst other things. Wednesday is also apparently going to be the day that uh, Sony goes ahead and reveals... Everything we're still waiting to know about the PlayStation 5 at Titsiceberg on Twitter. Lee at Titsiceberg.com is my email address. Leave a question, topic, whatever you want, anywhere you see this posted. We'll get to it if we find it interesting. Thank you, as always, uh, for hanging in there for the extra day and listening. And that's going to be the Sultans of... Slam! And welcome to the jam! Come on and slam! You, you want-